0: What am I doing? I'm just trying to get in the best shape of my life because we know that is the most important part about spring training. The best shape of your life guarantees that you will make the team. Or maybe it doesn't. We'll get into some more uh, roster moves on today's episode of Lockdown Guardians. Or maybe I'll just keep pumping weight this whole time. You'll have to tune in round and is, find out. Round is a shape. Round It is a shape. And it is uh, my current shape. But uh, not the shape that uh, gets you on a major league baseball team. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Still going, still going, but not for much longer uh, because I can't do that and do a podcast to be ridiculous. Uh, I am Jeff. That is. Justin, I hope everyone enjoyed the crossover. Uh, you know, it, it's always fun. Nick's a good dude. We had a fun conversation. Uh, it is a, f- uh, you know, it's just good to talk to the other people in the network. We'll see you about getting Scott and uh, Rylan on at some point as well. I want to thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, I don't want to say it's necessarily a slow day. We don't have anything tomorrow, right? So it is a, everything's closed off tomorrow. So we, we did get, a since we've last talked about it, we have, uh, we had a series of roster moves and we had an addition. So maybe we lean off with that as we are pre-gaming the show. Uh, probably, that's probably not the word I want. Uh, we, totally I'm down. Let's even... pre-game
1: for the podcast. I'm down. <laughs> Always down pre-game.
0: Um, even at 34. Uh, Jan Romero, John Romero. I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced was added. He's 28 years of age. He was with the twins a year ago. Um, uh, You know, Jans from the Twins do well. Uh, No, in all honesty, though, it's a it's a fun move because this is a guy who came up with the Cubs when they weren't great at development, went to the Washington Nationals who have not been good at development at all. And he's got a plus slider, which we know the Guardians love. He's got good velocity. And the scouting report on him back in the day was mediocre fastball in spite of velocity plus slider control issues. Looks maybe more command than control, but he is. He's actually had pretty decent walk rates throughout his career. Perfect, uh, you know. He is, tw- I think, 28 now. So it's he's an older guy. It's not quite the the you know the 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 modeling clay at a young age. But if you look at what they're able to do with someone like Ennio De Los Santos, what they're hoping they can do with Jason Billis, that uh, this is another guy, and it doesn't cost you anything. And we know they're like fastball slider types. And uh, yeah, I think. I'm not saying he's five foot 10 undersized. So that's another thing that fits the, he just he checks all the boxes. Um, I'll be curious to see if anything happens, but I think it's a, it's a fun under the radar move this latent camp.
1: Yeah. I don't think there's anything like super special about this profile, but you know, that's, that's how, what we've said before about certain relievers, right? Yeah. That there's something special about the profiles they bring in. And then all of a sudden they make a couple tweaks and this guy
0: ends up being useful. I could see, I didn't even talk about NEL when they signed him. I'm like, hey, it's a minor league deal. Why do we care? Like, I just kind of rolled over it as nothing. So I learned my lesson. Yeah. I
1: I think there was more there with NEL. Like, there was some out of the yeah. radar stuff I mean, there. He, he, had, he was a prospect, he had had some, prospect at times. Yeah. And he had had some major league success in the past. I mean, Romero's got what? All of, I think, like five war. major league innings. Uh,
0: I think, think nine has, like, total. Nine,
1: yeah. Nine major league innings in two seasons. So, like, there's not as much history here on him, but. I, I mean, it wouldn't stun me. Just I, we're just going based on track record here. It wouldn't stun me if he ends up being a guy who helps in the bullpen at some point this year. But that all depends on the the forty man roster game, doesn't it? That's how it always goes. It's, yes, especially with be a lot team. of
0: pitchers to get some uh, uh, some opportunities on this team. Uh, should yeah. we talk about uh, with the the roster moves? We didn't get a chance to yesterday just because everything was going on. I think we all knew Tuki Tusa was going to get reassigned. Him getting reassigned, he's he's kind of learning a new role. Um, also, we know that David Fry is staying in camp, but they already told him he's not going to make the team. Not a surprise; yeah. they weren't going to add him. But they, I think that is a good sign for Fry in general. That they're like, well, we'd like you to get more at bats. So they must like what they're seeing. So, I would just kind of circle that name as someone that might get an opportunity this year.
1: I yeah, there's that. And I just think you know, too, they're trying to be careful with their catchers because. Mm-hmm. Zanino is playing sparingly, just trying to keep him ready to, to, you know, healthy and ready to play or ready to go uh, when the season comes around. So um, you, you need catcher bodies at, the, at late in camp too, and you're finishing up games, especially because yeah. they're gonna start playing some some night games to end the year. So, that, but you're right, though. I mean, David Fry getting a little extra run in camp is not a bad thing, and uh, Micah Priest finally got sent out. But you know, T- Tino went out of his way twice to mention him.
0: He was over getting a lot of, of compliments. Like I think he is yeah, someone who, so who opened some eyes to people who don't know him.
1: Yeah, I mean that when you see someone like when you see hear someone like Tito go out of his way to to mention him, that's usually you know you learn to read between the lines when you listen to enough of his press conferences. Luis Soria reassigned—really, no surprise there. But it sounds like he he threw the prep ball
0: as somewhat well, as well has. I mean. like, right? Over so the last I, few years, I should say.
1: Yeah, he'll be a reliever now, so that's a good thing. And Tyler Freeman, the, the big move today was Tyler Freeman. So um Freeman and, and Gabriel Arias were obviously kind of battling for that last I'm to say last spot in the roster, but they were battling for an infield spot. The thing we People missed the other day, too.
0: They just, no, they, w- not they less. want them both yeah, they want them to get reps, so they can't both make it is what it came down to.
1: Yeah, not unless one of, they felt like one of those two could play the outfield in a consistent basis, and I think that's not the case. That was just more of a, just, you know, if if we need you in the outfield, we can put you there, but it's not going to be a regular thing for them. Um But the thing we missed in this was that they told Will Brennan he was going to make the team, so I think uh Tito had said he would, I think uh, Will Brennan's mind was kind of running, or he was trying to to prove something here in the later days, but they sat him down and talked to him and said, you know, you're, you're good, you're fine. So that ends the the important thing that ends the Roman Quinn and Will Brennan debate, thankfully. Now, Roman Quinn may still have a chance to make this team. At least spot. that ends. There is one spot. So yeah, Arias is your is your backup infielder, and then Brennan Catcher will then make the team. So
0: it's not official. So it's basically two spots that are unofficial with uh, the the um, the hitters For, and well, two spots with the pitchers. And we're pretty sure it's going to be Gallagher, but like nothing official. Right.
1: Yeah, you could say a couple spots. Catcher, if it's unofficially catcher, two relief spots, and yeah. that last bench spot yeah. are still yeah. kind of being determined through. We pretty much know at this point it's going to be Cam Gallagher. I mean, maybe it could be Zach Collins. I don't know. I think all signs seem to point it to Cam Gallagher. Collins but... is just such a bad defender. <laughs> it's it's hard. Yeah, I can't I can't see them. I mean. To be fair, I don't think Gallagher is also a, that great of a defender either. Like he's not. I mean, Collins I don't think. I bad. think Mab- He is. I think neighbors Valoria is a better. We've talked about this. He is the yes. better defender of all of them. But it's not going to be him. No. I think no. Fry is um, probably a better defender than than Cam Gallagher potentially.
0: I don't know if I get that far. He's better in Collins, I believe, but Gallagher. I he's guess. got a better
1: arm. Yeah, Fry has a better yes. arm than both of them. Both of them, except yes. for Valoria. So
0: no. Um, yeah, you know, I think the spring training stats, I don't know if we really need to get into them, but I, I think there is, I've always said there's small degrees of value in it. And I think when you're looking at the story of Arias and Freeman, one guy dominated, the other guy kind of got dominated. And that kind of, when that happens to two players at a similar value, I think it makes it easy to run with the guy that they already had some more familiarity with. Um, I, it just seemed like this setup, you know, uh, Gabriel Arias did everything he needed to, to lock in that position. And with Ty Freeman not having the best spring, I think, you know, he, he'll, he's he got a chance. He can go down to AAA rebound and be up before you know it. Like there's going to be an injury. There's going to be a need for a bat. Uh, his, his whole thing now is just, Keep doing what you're doing. Go down and show them that uh, you know you are just another one of those elite contact guys that they love.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tito said like Tyler Freeman, when they talk, when they talked to Tyler, he said that um, you know I re- he realized he didn't get the ball that well as spring. Arias did, and you know stats don't don't mean anything. I think it's really just the quality of bats, and it's really mm-hmm. it's really who who is confident, who is earning an opportunity, who looks like they're ready to help the team right now, and. And Arias it, looks like he's yeah. ready to help the team right now. My only thing with this is Arias, I think with his swing and his offensive profile,
0: to he me, to I think,
1: he, yes, he needs to play. He cannot be a guy that goes to Cleveland with them or to Seattle to start the year, and he can't play one day a week, but I will say Tyler Freeman, with his swing and skill set, is he does he have the ceiling of Arias offensively? No, he doesn't, but his offensive skill set and what he's good at, I think, prepares him better for sporadic playing time. Where if he is, if he is playing, you know, backup second base, backup third, even though he shouldn't be playing third base, shortstop once a week, offensively, it's fine because he'll he'll settle in fine because of what he does offensively. So really, when you're making your 26 man roster, like you said, it's fluid; it will change throughout the year. But really, you're looking for the best roster fit and. I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because like we both agree, Arias needs to play Freeman. I think Freeman is, is better suited to play less. It just depends on how they decide to, to work this out with their roster. And, that, and that's, that's the big part of spring training rosters is yep. it's not, Oh, this guy had 600, this guy had a hundred. So we're taking yeah. the 600 guy. No, it's, it's roster fit and skill set and what you need right now. Right. And what you need is going to change throughout the
0: year. 100% and I'm going to cut you off there and we're going to come back and talk more about roster stuff but we are gonna take our first break in the show and come back have, probably have a few more thoughts on uh, Arias and Freeman talk about Mika Lachak uh, maybe we'll even get an old friend alert before the end of the show but first let's talk about. uh our good friends over at FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book. Brand new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel sports app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Again, the over on the guardians is our go-to. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and MLB. You Need to get that in that ad read. Uh, so just to kind of go back to what you're talking about, I think the confidence, we definitely saw it. And it felt like, I don't know if it was the time he was up during um, the postseason, but, you know, he felt like a lot of it's not that anyone was not pulling for Tyler Freeman. Everyone's pulling for each other, but definitely felt like Gabby had fans in the dugout pulling for him, that some of those teammates he'd started to already kind of form bonds through his opportunities last year. And I agree with you. I think the big thing is convincing Jose as he's entering his thirties, take a day off a week, play a DH one day a week, or just take a day off. Like you don't have to play 150 games in a year. Um Have Gabby play a game at third, have Jimenez, have, you know, have Rosario take a day off against a tough righty. Like Ahmed Rosario is a above league average shortstop. He is a solid 55 shortstop. You know, that is a starter. Are
1: you
0: you talking about defensively or overall? Overall.
1: Okay. I thought thought you meant defensively. No, not defensively.
0: No, he's below average, but like he's above average offensively. So he's, he's just, you know, a little bit above average. He's a solid starter. But, you know, he hits lefties better than righties. If you're facing a tough righty, I know it might seem weird to put in the rookie, but that might actually be another way uh, to get Gabby in there, like using those spots wisely. Well, then also, if you have Will Brennan, he's got to get those at-bats. So having him play in the outfield, having him be part of the platoon, I'll be curious to see who is the platoon for Naylor. Um, It did feel like I don't think we're going to see much of Naylor in the outfield. I think for the chatter about that, that seemed to...
1: And that's fine. That's, yeah,
0: that, and it's 100% fine. But the nice thing is you go back a few years ago and you think about, I think back to, you know, one of the, the seasons I was hosting this show when we had, you know, Eric Stometz, no no, knock on the guy. He, he played in the big leagues with the Rockies as well, who seemed to take everyone from Cleveland um, at some point. And for a few other teams, and that guy worked his tail off to get the big leagues. And then I'm blanking on the guy from Pittsburgh who came over in that, Max Moorhoff. And you think about <laughs> back when we had Stamets and Moorhoff on the infield. So it is kind of nice when we had an, a situation where Freeman's going to get a chance. Last two years, he's been banged up at various points. He's got a chance to go down to AAA and maybe rebuild some more consistency, get some more because um, he was recovering from the labrum at the start of last year. So he didn't start the year, I believe. Um, and then, you know, he had the labrum the year before that. So he's got a chance to get back to where he was kind of, you know, put a mark on this season, put himself back in that uh, conversation of like, you know, future middle infield starter. And it's the same thing with the outfield. (laughs) having a Will Brennan on your bench, such a luxury when you think about a year ago. We didn't know about this outfield at all. Like we were counting on Mercado and Zimmer maybe being one spot and hoping Stephen Kwan could step in. And I mean, last year we started the year with, hey, we got Miles Straw. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was really it. Yeah. Everyone was excited about Stephen Kwan. You're absolutely right. Yeah. There, there's a lot of opportunities to make this work. And th- this is one thing I've had. I think a lot of people have had issues with over the years. I know I've said it was Cleveland doesn't ever really utilize their bench very well. And, and I don't know if that's necessarily roster construction or who's on the, on the, who's on the 40, what moves you can make, but you know, we always talked about, especially with Cleveland, right? Like they, they have to win on the fringes. You're not gonna, you're not gonna go out and win a series in the postseason against the Yankees or the Astros. All the Astros are a little differently built this year, but you're not gonna go on head to head, win a series with them with with your 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 best couple of guys, right? Like you have to go out and win on the margins. Obviously, you have to get a little lucky in the postseason too, and you're healthy, all that stuff. But you've got to win on your margins, and you've got to maximize the ability on your roster and. Sometimes in the postseason, that means like special skill sets and, and, you know, how you can manage your bench a little bit, but having a guy like Arias is, 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 make is a big difference maker because like you said, he can play short, he can spell Ramirez at third. I think that's, that's the best thing right now because we've talked all off season about how they had an extra roster spot, right? Like they could have gone out and got an additional bat that didn't happen, um, now, now what you can do, and this is what they did last year, and this could obviously change too, but they still have the DH spot free. Like, you can rotate the DH. And I would, I mean, I know Jose is a guy who wants to play every day and he wants to play third base. But if you can get Jose, I don't know, what, 20 games where he's DHing, and you can, if that keeps him healthier throughout the year, if that keeps him more rested for October, like you're talking about having your best player Still in peak peak physical performance mode by the end of the year because he played 150 games, so you're still getting 155 games out of him, but 20 of them came from the DH spot. That's a big deal, and you have Arias who can play there and could use the regular at bats, and Rosario and Jimenez both play every day for the most part, so you can spell them, and Arias could play against lefties, and you can have Gonzalez in right field, or I guess, and you can use Brennan as a defensive replacement. So. There are plenty of ways to get Arias at bats, and I think that would be really interesting to see them do because it's just not something we've seen a lot of. Because who who are the utility infanerals we've seen them use over the years? It's been the Mike Freemans, the Michael Martinez's, the the Yu Shang's, the Eric Gonzalez's. Like, those guys, A, didn't have Arias' upside. I know some will argue with that, but Arias has more upside Yu-Chan-Chan. than all those guys. <laughs> MVP uh, yeah. Yu Chang. MVP, MVP. MVP. Uh, good for him. Uh but you can work him in a lot more because he has more upside and, and the talent is there. So this is probably the first time in a long time we've seen them have a guy on the bench that could really be a regular, a regular for them and Brennan too, depending on how they play the right field they have guys on their bench that could be regulars that they can rotate in and get playing time and keep guys healthy and rested and play matchups. Like that's, I know they're young and a lot of things can happen, but this, to me, is, is a good development, and I'm just really curious to see how they they plan things around the roster. Because, you know, things will change, but they still sure. could use an extra bat.
0: And, you know, there's always going to be an injury. Like, there's always going to be of an injury. It. There's always going to be someone who regresses. There's always going to be those needs. Uh, let's see if I can get the name right. I said it right once. Uh, m- nope, I'm not going to say it right.
1: Nick Mikulajek.
0: Mikulajek. I keep to, you know, Mikulajek. I'm not going to say it. But uh, we had to say Mico. they say Miko. OK, so Miko, it's a sprained UCL. And now it just kind of I don't want to say wait and see, but it is a degree of waiting and seeing before they go from here. There were concerns last year that maybe there was something in there or an issue because of some of the velocity decreases and um, the performance. Uh, I know I think fan graphs in their article and the write-up on prospects mentioned that very specifically so it was a
1: shoulder that was the shoulder the during
0: the year and now it's the this so the but end
1: I mean, it was the end of 2021 that the shoulder injury was mentioned so the end of yes. 2021 but he was so, good all 20 no he was not good last year so he was no. great in 2021 he was not as great in he wasn't, year, But he wasn't bad but he wasn't great he wasn't, no. uh, I mean,
0: he entered the year as a slam dunk 40 man ad. Who we expected to see in the big leagues in 2022. And then he was, uh, you know, exposed to the rule five and no one took him. So uh, it, it wasn't a good year. <laughs> that, that, yeah, for sure. The update didn't sound
1: great. Yeah. Spray at no. UCL, uh, UCL. And they're, they're looking to see what the next steps for him are going to be. I, I can't, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to speculate. I obviously, I don't know any of the medicals, but I, I the tone of the update just didn't sound great. And. No, Um, it sounded like, but I don't think it's going to be.
0: Yeah. He sounded like they sound made it sound like it could be, you know, it could be something more severe. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, UCL sprains are always tricky and scary, Uh, but something that is not tricky and or scary are our good friends over at ultimate GM. So I've started, a new season. If you're looking on the video, you can see I'm currently looking at some of the goals. And why have I started a new season? Because I already finished my first 25 season run. I won two World Series with the Guardians. Uh, for me, why is this the perfect game? Because I can play in a five minute burst, and I can sit there and I can set. Ro- well, you don't actually even set rosters. This is a pure management game. So I'm drafting players, signing players, making trades, doing some of that on my lunch break. It's something I can do to to space out when a day gets hard and Uh, here's the thing. I already crushed it. Uh winner of our inner league is going to get 650 bucks. The maybe I'm not supposed to state that, but I'll say that whoever wins amongst the lockdown hosts gets 650 bucks. I plan to take that money. And at this point in time, I've been helping everyone else. I've been explaining this game. I've been explaining so many times what you need to do. And like I saw the, the next most wins over 25 years, like no one's lasted 25 years. I'm the only person who didn't get fired. I, I, the game, I hit the mark and retired. So I've started a new one. I plan to win first, second, and third, uh, Ethan's in second Houston. I don't know how many times I can explain it to them, how this works, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to win all of it. I'm going to take all of the prizes. I'm going to win a thousand dollars in prizes for myself. Uh, and then I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've decided, I don't know if it's legal. I, I emailed the guy who's in charge of it and he said, go for it. So, uh, from Jeff who's our manager. He said, yeah, fine. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take all the money. That is my decision. I, I enjoy the game. I have fun with the game. I'm going to turn my three bucks into a thousand by crushing all of these other competitors. Uh, if you want to see what I am having fun with, head over to uh, you get a hundred percent free boost to your franchise, which I'm going to use in this second franchise. When you use the promo code locked on all caps in the game store, just download the game, visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code scan, the code, or look it up in app stores. It's probaseballgm.com, the ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today and uh, help me crush some fools.
1: You sound like Clover Lang in Rocky. What's your prediction? Pain.
0: Pain. Ha, <laughs> <Hi>, woman. Ha, <laughs> woman. Isn't that the other one? Like, isn't that what he says to Adrian? Why don't you come yeah, over here know. with the real GM?
1: <laughs> the real GM. GM. I, can't, um, I can't do... Uh, uh, I'm not. Voice.
0: No, not I'm. Good. I'm not going to do uh, his voice because I don't want to get canceled. Uh... <laughs> that's not what I was going for, but yeah. That, that, that's, um, that's, I'm just going to put that there. Um, you know. Though... You know what's
1: what's not getting canceled. It's not getting canceled, but it's. Uh, so it sounds like they're going to get some. We're going to get some rule tweaks to um, the pitch clock, timeouts. It sounds like Rob Manfred on on Wednesday or sometime this coming week is is. Expected to announce some tweaks to the rule changes. Uh, players have, have given some feedback or the competition committee has gotten some feedback about, you know, guys don't want to have to be engaged on the, the hit on the pitcher at eight seconds left. Cause the hitter is supposed the hitter and the pitcher are supposed to have their attention on each other with eight seconds left on the clock. I think we're going to see a tweak to that. And I think we're going to see maybe a little bit more, on the pitch clock with runners on uh, no runners on base. So maybe, you know, we'll get a few extra seconds back. Honestly, if they go to 20 seconds and like 25 seconds with runners on, maybe 25 seconds is a little much. I don't know, but I don't, I don't think adding a couple seconds back to the clock is going to be a big deal. I know some people are like, oh, I don't want to hear about the clock, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you, go to a minor league game. It's great. The game moves. The game is still played the same way. It, it moves faster. And it's not less baseball. It's more ba- It's more baseball in the time you were there. So this is going to be good for the sport. You're not waiting around for, you know, two minutes for a pitch to be thrown. And you're not throwing over five times and stalling. And um, But I'm, I'm okay with them putting a couple seconds back on the clock. And maybe hitters are going to get two timeouts per plate appearance. Because you know what? As I've been watching the World Baseball Classic, Jeff's favorite um, tournament in the world, uh, the drama that build, especially late in the game, when there's some pauses and you let you let the, the TV cameras kind of pan to the stands and look at the guys' faces during the at-bat, it kind of builds the drama a little bit. So uh, a little extra time is fine. I, I, th- I think overall, the pitch clock is still a good thing. And um, it's good that they are listening to some feedback and getting some tweaks too. I'll be curious to see what Rob actually comes out with. But that it sounds like we're going to get a few tweaks, and I think it'll be just fine. I again, I think by June, I even saw a tweet today from former Indian Rob Kaminsky. Um, he had said, you know, the pitch clock's great. Last year, uh, after like two appearances, I didn't even notice it was there. It was team great, it's great Israel for baseball
0: or can't team Israel, right? Team Israel, yeah, Rob Kaminsky, New Jersey's own, yeah. One time, very good prospect. I liked him a lot. Um, I, I did lie. too. What did they trade for he him? He
1: does. That, that was the. the uh, was that the Jake Westbrook trade?
0: No Not Westbrook. Keeper, so yeah, Westbrook net, netted. I, no,
1: who did they send us? They say it was St. Louis. Louis. Who did they send yeah,
0: yeah. The James who did Ramsey deal was another one. Um, like it wasn't. Oh, wasn't just, Rosa. it
1: was just it was Justin Masterson.
0: No, Ma- Masterson was to the the Boston oh, Red Sox. No, he was no, the Red just Sox Justin. for. Wasn't he? Or no, he was part he of the came, return. The yes, Sox, for Victor Martinez.
1: They yeah, it was Rob Kaminsky for uh Justin Masterson. Justin Masterson. So yes. Good times. But he said he, he yeah. said that he didn't even notice after a couple appearances last year. So and and like I said, the, the game wasn't affected at all last year in my league baseball, and it's perfectly fine. Guess we'll find out. Fans will find out opening again, day.
0: This team is so young that almost every player in this organization has played through a pitch clock, so I'm not all that concerned. Uh, maybe I should be, but I have a hard time being.
1: Yeah, uh, Guardians did announce that opening day is sold out. This is the uh, opening day is sold out every year since they have uh, opened Jacobs Field, Progressive Field. So no surprise there. There is standing room tickets left, I guess. But uh, when you sell out all the seats, they call it op- they call it a sellout. I will, I will be there. I will be enjoying the festivities. I've taken my dad to opening day every year. Okay, so he didn't go with me in 07 for the snow opener. I sat through the snow opener, but um, if you discount 07 and 2020, which nobody went to, uh, he has gone to opening day with me every year since 2005. So I
0: feel like that Zach Hample guy would have tried to get into opening day in the COVID year. Uh, he seems like I'm the surprised guy he who didn't. He would have tried to do it. Uh, now we're gonna get him mad at us. Um, it's it's, it's okay, I don't really care what. Uh, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be <laughs> to say. I, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Uh, listen, I like everyone who okay. listens, no matter who you are, even if you are a baseball chaser. Um,
1: what do you think? What do we think of the new ticketing option? Uh, the new ticketing option Cleveland introduced uh, came out today before I started recording this, that uh, it was $49 a month. You buy by the month and it gets you standing room access to every single game that month so if you buy it for the month of june there's what three six nine twelve home games the month of june so 49 bucks gets you 12 standing room only tickets uh or at least if you buy one i guess you gotta buy two to get two tickets but uh there's 12 there's 12 home games in the month of june which i will not be going to a lot of because i will be uh, getting married and in, in Jamaica at that time, but uh, there's 12, there's 12 games that month. So you can How go. twelve games.
0: How dare, How dare, you dare you I not go to those games.
1: I, hey, I'm missing, you know, that's, that is bad. You're right. Cause you want to know what Corbin Burns, I'll be back by then. Corbin Burns comes to town uh, June 23rd through the 25th. I will be there to make sure that uh, he knows that the guardians will be trading for him. So I'll be back by then. It's fine.
0: Don't worry. Uh, he'll be yeah, a Yankee by then.
1: Oh God. No. Um, but yeah, you can go to you know twelve whatever it is homestand that month for fifty bucks or forty nine bucks. That's a pretty good deal, I feel like. And other teams have tried this. I like it. As a person who uh, usually does stand, unless I'm taking my dad, I usually will stand for most of the games anyway, just because I like being up and it keeps me paying attention and uh, makes things a lot easier. Um, I'm curious to see how this option goes. I hope it works for them because that place is just a very different ballpark when there are fans in yes. it and. If you can get more bodies in there, I know people are like, oh, they just want to go to the bar. They just want to drink and watch stuff on TV and it's a social event. Yeah, just get people there. And I'll tell you what, uh, last year when the team was good for the most part late in the season, people were paying attention. So just get people there. It's fun. Just have a, you know, let a lot of people have their fun. If they want to go and and drink a beer and sit in the the corner bar with their pass, their $49, let them do it. You
0: know, just let them have fun. Who is it really affecting? Who is it really affecting?
1: Yeah, just just let them go and do their thing. And that's even better if they're not bothering you. Because you know what's even worse than that? Is the fan that's sitting or standing next to you not paying attention and then being obnoxious and and, uh, getting in the way of your viewing of the game. They are impeding your ability to watch the game, whether it's through whatever they're doing or saying and it's annoying the crap out of you. I'd rather they go to the bar and drink their beer. It won't be by me, so that's fine. This will be a
0: good option. Hundred percent, some space. I and I think I saw someone complain that like, why can't I buy it for the season? Other people let us buy it for the season. It's like they're letting you buy it month to month. That's a better deal. Let's say you have a month like like Justin's, where he's getting married, he's not in town. or a month where you travel because yeah. it's the summer. Like this is the best possible one. They're giving you the ability to use it, uh, you know, use it and be fan friendly with it. So, again, like I said, if you travel or you're going to go on a vacation, guess what? Don't have to pick it up that month. Or you can still pick yeah. it up if you're going to make it to enough games. But I think I think it's a, a win-win for, for fans, and I think it's it's a really cool idea in general.
1: And it's obviously, it's, it, I feel like it's probably geared towards younger fans, too, because, yes. like we mentioned, you're, like, you're standing the whole game. You could probably find somewhere to sit, but like the idea is you're standing or doing whatever. So it's probably geared toward younger people, which I'm sure, you know, might. Cause an uproar with some people, but you know, that's the thing—they want to get more people to the game, and that's that's you know, how they're going to do it. People tend to
0: have more disposable income to spend once they get through the gates, as well. So,
1: yeah, that's a debate for another day. Mm. Uh, one guy's income will be affected on opening day, <laughs> not by much, but Nolan Jones sent uh, to Triple A for Colorado. I just don't know what they're doing in Colorado. Poor Nolan Jones. I. I think he's going to eventually thrive in that ballpark. And this trade, I, I, my prediction right now is this trade is going to work out great for both teams. Yeah. I'm just going to say it now, but uh, I don't know what the Rockies are doing. They lost uh, Brandon Rogers for almost the whole season and they did a bunch of other weird stuff. And now Nolan Jones is going to go play in Colorado Springs. Is that where their triple A team still is? I
0: know again, I think so. Uh, I know he didn't have a great spring, and we don't really need to get into the in and outs of of spring again. We already kind of had Albuquerque.
1: Sorry. Uh, Albuquerque.
0: It used to be Colorado Springs. or Someone was in Colorado Springs. But uh, listen, why are you running Mike Moustakis? Like, the moose is dead. He is (laughs) roadkill. Like, he is roadkill. And if you're like, well, it's because he can get enough of bats. They lost Brendan Rodgers for most of the year. This is a terrible Colorado Rockies team you trade for Nolan Jones. He's already, is he 25? Is he 26? Like you have to play him every day. You go, if you go out and make that trade, then you need to just open up a spot, let him play third, put McMahon in at second. You don't, you know, I was talking before the show with Justin. It's like, I think Jackson Profar. if Josh Bell hadn't signed with Cleveland, if one of those other teams that were chasing a first baseman had gotten him first, uh, I think Profar might've been a target for Cleveland as that first base guy who could be a switch hitter, who has even splits who has good contact rates, good walk rates. Um, I, I think he might have been the third or fourth option. Luckily, they got Bell. It's a good signing in a vacuum, but it is a terrible signing for Colorado because they're a crap team. Like they are not yeah. going anywhere. Profar doesn't make them better. So instead, adding ProFar and Moose blocks their young guys. And it's it's you know, I really liked Terran Vavra, who they traded for um, I'm blanking on the reliever closer from Baltimore. And Vavra got some time last year with Baltimore. It's like we keep making these terrible trades and things like that, where it's like they went out and got a closer. Um, they shouldn't have given Daniel Bard an extension. They should have traded him. They're a terrible team. And if you want to look at how to not run a baseball team, how to be ineffective <laughs> at ultimate GM, sign overpriced free agents when you're crap, waste your money, don't promote your young guys, and just make a muddled mess for everyone. Uh, You know, one of my takeaways from our talk yesterday, listen, I, I don't necessarily think, Dolan is a great owner. I'm not even sure he's a good owner, but he's an okay owner, but he is certainly better than Reinsdorf, who's never given a hundred million dollar contract. Dick Monfort, who is whining about Cohen and, you know, has that like, and they don't have a stable structure at the top after they fired the last uh, GM. It's like, they just move someone else up and it's, it's a, a crap show. And didn't they hire
1: someone's kid as a GM? Like, isn't their GM the kid of somebody?
0: I mean, probably. That's essentially what the Atlanta Hawks are in basketball, right? But like when they when they fired so. the La- Bill Schmidt, uh is their current yeah. GM. Oh, yeah, he was served as a scout for the Cleveland Indians back in the day. Um but yeah, he was born in 1959. Um, not to be an ageist, but it's just weird to get someone kind of older at this point in time. We see most teams trending younger with GMs. It's weird to get that guy who's, you know, well it, it, well into his 60s. You know, who's at retirement age for the rest of us. So, yeah, they fired Jeff Burdich, and they're just uh, – they are an ugly mess of a team, and I'm sorry for Nolan Jones. It's, it's inexcusable, even with a bad spring, to at least not see what he can do.
1: It is. You know who's not a bad team? This is the final – World baseball classic update of the year. Jeff is super happy. But as we're finishing recording this, Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout to end the game. This is as good as baseball gets. I'm sorry. This is as good as it gets. There will not be a better at bat, a better game all season unless, uh, unless the Guardians win the World Series. That'll be the only thing that top. So this is as peak as baseball gets. Thank you. You're welcome, Jeff. I just summed up. The best moment of the World Baseball Classic kind of, Did he pitch you pitch
0: yesterday? Go. I'm kind of surprised that like California isn't having an issue. Two days in a row.
1: He didn't. But nobody wants to listen to this podcast as I live watch the World Baseball Classic 10 hours wow. from now and they've already done the results. So.
0: Uh, it's for WBC, as much people...
1: Robert, it's coming back. It's coming back. My, um, yeah, Rob Manfred is coming minutes. back. It's coming
0: back. So it will be back. I can ignore it again in a few years and uh, it'll all be good. I completely forgot that it happened. I was like, hey... Has the United States ever like done well in this before? And that's when I found out they're the returning champs. Uh, Just not for me. That's all. If you're enjoying it, enjoy it. I'm glad you are enjoying it. Uh, Everyone, if you're not hurting someone, you know, enjoy what you love. Uh, So the one person who enjoyed my my Streets of Fire reference like three uh, podcasts ago, hey, you know, there's those little things we all enjoy. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. Have fun. Uh, Speaking of enjoying things, remember to rate and review and subscribe. I guess, you now follow on iTunes, drop an iTunes review. Um, make sure you're watching every day on the YouTubes and uh, go, go guardians, go.